Hey guys, this is Emma, Vivo Barefoot's Head of Sustainability, and I f***ing hate the word sustainability. Join me as I talk to a whole bunch of people way smarter than me about how we're all going to make regeneration the new normal. Hey guys, welcome to the Vivo Barefoot Regeneration Broadcast. I'm super happy today to have Laura Crane with us. Um, we met last year when I was totally fangirling over you um, when you appeared on Love Island, which is a TV show, I think it airs in the US and the UK, um, around the world. And uh, it was a little guilty pleasure of mine, but I was really taken aback by how you joined this reality TV show and you really stayed true to who you were. And you have these incredible values around the planet and around the environment and around how you talk to people, and interact with the community. And I really warmed to you. And it was such a pleasure last year that we got to attend an event together for Extinction Rebellion, where we were asking the government to take some bold action around climate change. So um, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Um, so let's just launch straight in then. So we wanted to have you on today to talk about your experience with the COVID lockdown at the moment and what you are learning during this time and, and what you think like life will be like after all of this? Um, I mean, it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy time, which no one I think ever saw coming unless you're a scientist or you were way ahead of the times with this one. But um, yeah, just to be you know told you've got to stay in your house for everybody is I think quite hard, um, especially I think for people that are like sporty or spend a lot of time outdoors anyway, it's, it's, it's quite a pull on your mind. But um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in my flow now. Uh, the first probably week, my whole routine went out the window and I was just trying to change far too many things for my mind to be able to cope with, as well as on top of the fact that we were being told that we probably weren't going to be working for a long time, um, that we're potentially going to be locked inside all day. Um, so all these other things. But um, I've come come back out now and I'm, I'm, on, I'm on top. I'm okay. Um, but obviously, I think it's natural to have, have the down days with it as well. But um, mentally, you're good. Physically, just working out. I think a lot of people think I've got a bit mental with the amount I've been working out. But um, it, just, it keeps my mind keeps my mind good. So, um, But things that I've learned so far, I just, it's... I think I've learned a lot of personal things, but also a lot about kind of like my habits that I usually would do that I just didn't even think of. So little things like, this is going to sound, this is like such an old lady, like mum thing to say. But um, I, had, I was starting to have like cups of tea in the morning rather than coffee. Oh my like, gosh, same little, here. Genuinely same here. <laughs> what is that? What is that? It's, it's really comforting, right? It's super yeah, comforting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, little things I've learned are I prefer tea in the morning than coffee. So there we go. That's one good thing. But also just how important it is to have human contact and just to be able to speak to someone, have somebody to call and just to kind of like walk out the front of your house and how grateful I've become even more so for nature. You know, growing up my whole life, I've grown up in the ocean and the ocean has been everything to me since such a young age that I've actually crazy enough I feel like I have taken the ability to just go and surf so for granted so um, there's a lot of things that I've become a lot more grateful for in this time period definitely nature being probably up there with number one and I'd see myself as somebody that 
used to be very grateful for anyway. So um, hopefully that brings more people feeling the same about nature and, and, uh, and the environment. So I don't know about you, but I've definitely found during this time that I haven't needed as much stuff before all this happened. I was traveling a lot, eating out a lot, seeing a lot of friends and, and always feeling like I was running from one thing to the next thing. And I know that I've heard a lot of people say that they realized they didn't need to keep shopping and they didn't need to buy all those clothes and all of those products. And they've learned a lot of lessons. Do, do you think you've done the same thing? 100% travel for me has definitely been a big one. Uh, like my whole childhood from probably 12 till, well, not childhood at 21, but till 21, I traveled nine months of the year, getting numerous flights all around the world. And it was something I always felt naturally quite guilty for knowing the implications that it had. Um, But I don't think until now I've really realized how you don't need to chase that feeling to travel as much as I possibly was. I was, you know, in London and I was like, oh God, I just need to get to the ocean. I need to surf. I need to be, you know, need to be in this place to be happy or I need to be working to do this so I can get to this place and be happy and be surfing and doing these things. But I think it really, you take a look back at it and you realise what you have right in front of you actually is pretty sick too. So yeah, that's been a, that's been a great one for me. The, to kind of like lessen the need or um, want to travel quite as much as I was feeling the need to before. And it's not about one thing or the other, is it? I think it's it's similar to when people are encouraging you to either be vegan or you're not. I think it's about reducing your meat intake and it's about being really conscious of that and being really mindful of where it comes from. And the same with traveling. I felt like I was so exhausted from just you know, traveling all the time. And I felt like because of what I did in my job, I could justify it by saying I was helping people in these remote communities or, you know, I was trying to fix climate change. But now I feel like uh, the new world for me is about doing it less and just being super thankful and super grateful for that opportunity when when it does come to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The less things you realize that you need, the less you try to buy or, you know, to do. I think with the um, clothing, is a crazy one, especially for, you know, the era we are in now where it's so easy to just click and the next day it arrives at your front door. How do you feel about that in terms of the show that you, you know, the reality show you were on? Because um, from the outsider's perspective, it felt like they were almost encouraging you on TV to like think that every time you go to the pool or you go outside, you always needed a new outfit Mm -hmm. and it had to be stunning. And even the way that they kind of filmed you guys getting changed um, to go out for the evening it was almost as though you put on three or four outfits before. Oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a firm believer in, I used to surf in like the same bikini every day because that one used to hold my boobs in and it used to make me feel like <laughs> strong and powerful and I could surf. Amazing. I knew nothing was coming at me wearing that bikini. So I wasn't quite as uh, changing it up with my bikinis as much as maybe some of the other girls, but I had a few in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> They they really do. They drop big big bags of misguided and pretty little thing. And those um yeah, I, I name drop and I name and shame those fast fashion brands. They just yeah. drop into the into the Love Island villa um, most days, and you sift through and whatever the girls didn't want was getting thrown away. And wow. and uh, that that hurt me. <laughs> that yeah, really, so that do was you think- really tough for me. Somebody who already had quite a big knowledge of 
fast fashion and the implications it had, it really, really, really hurt me seeing these girls just like rip through these bags and kind of pull out one or two items from a 10 bag um, item of clothing and just throw the rest of the way. Um, and there was also a bag there for me with my initials on, which I didn't really like the clothes anyway, but you know, it made me feel guilty that they had even been selected and taken out for me and, you know, put there. But, um, fast fashion, I think is very, is very heavily linked with those kind of reality shows. And, you know, there's a lot of young girls kind of like growing up wanting to have the quick fast fad fashions and all those kinds of things. So it links hand in hand. Do you feel like, I mean, cause you know, six months ago when we were hanging out at an Extinction Rebellion event, I know you mentioned to me that there was some very interesting feedback from your like really loyal community around you attending that event and and being a little bit more outspoken than your peers in terms of your values around environmental protection and thinking about how we buy from these big brands. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like now that this crisis has kind of woken up us up to like how serious, um, you know, how seriously interconnected we are and how reliant we are on the natural world. Um, do you feel like this might be a safer space now to start talking about some of the things you'd like to see in our culture and, and, and see people starting to get interested in? Definitely. I always would hope that the people that follow me on my platform would always be open to what I'm saying. And um, that doesn't mean you have to take in every single thing that I say and do it because everybody's different and everybody has different beliefs and is, is on a different stage of their journey. You know, I'm not perfect. And, you know, there's times where I feel a bit guilty for doing something that I know is impl- implicating the environment. But everyone's at their different stage. And I think if you are just doing the most you can in that moment, then, you know, that's the best thing. And I always say that whenever I speak online that, as long as you're doing something that you feel is benefiting yourself and the environment, then that's great. That's like a great way to start and all you can do is more. But um, yeah, I definitely, I think now I'm so passionate about it and working with a new brand that's just um, launched called New In, they are making it so clear to how easy it is just to be a lot more sustainable with these, with these clothing. And you know, those big brands are saying, oh, it's impossible. We can't do this. We can't do this because of costing, because of this, because of that. They can do it. They just, they don't want to. So now I've been working with this new brand and also I think getting a lot more knowledge because I feel like with the knowledge that you learn through doing like a journey that I'm doing with this clothing brand, you kind of, you're forced to have that knowledge. So you then make different decisions based on that knowledge that you have, which I just think there's a lot of people that, it's very easy to turn a blind eye to, but also prefer to turn a blind eye to it because what you don't know can't hurt you. Um, and what you don't know that you're doing wrong is, you know, you, you don't know that you're doing it wrong. So um, I think slowly just for me, like pushing the message out there and just getting it out as much as I person like I feel is easy to connect with rather than kind of like pushing it down people's throats. But um, yeah, I have great feedback from people whenever I speak about sustainability or the environment or what it means to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite personal with it. I like to try and keep it like personal to me and sometimes suggest things that other people should do. But I think you have to um, let people take the, take their journey the, the way they want to as well. Totally. And I, I think it's really good to hear about how you're encouraging more information to come out because Um, Something that really frustrates me about being probably on the other side of the fence, you know, working with brands to come up with those solutions and and to really create that sustainability 
um, you know, movement uh, within these brands, one of the really frustrating things is that we continually hear from marketing people, press, journalists, etc. No, 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 I don't want to hear about all of the challenges you have. I don't want to hear about how hard it is. I don't want to hear about any kind of perceived negative thing. Yeah. I only want to hear about you being carbon neutral or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just not the reality of this. I mean, every single brand making stuff in this industry is ironically working in the same factories and all facing the same issues. And yet there's such a huge reluctance to talk about, you know, the complicated nature of, of addressing issues like microplastics, for example, which I know you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a testing standard on the, on the market right now. So it's super impossible to know whether or not whether a product is going to create microplastic issues. Um, so that's a really good example of where something that can seem really simple from a consumer's perspective to fix is actually really complicated. And, and we really want to tell that story. And this is part of why we're doing this podcast is, is to kind of explore some of those things and really encourage other brands to come forward and to have those conversations. Um, but the space hasn't been safe up until recently. Um, consumers allegedly haven't wanted to hear about it. The press hasn't wanted to talk about it. Um, it's all been like, no, 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 there's enough shit news in the paper. Let's talk about the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's really um, a barrier to kind of moving forward on that stuff. Definitely. I think what you're saying with the speaking about it more, I think sometimes there's, I'm definitely guilty for it. I will hold my hands up for it firsthand and say that sometimes when you just look at a website and there's this massive, you know, text that you've got to kind of sift through and find out the points that, you know, you kind of, even at the start that you even understand because a lot of it is written in ways that maybe are, are not really very f- familiar to you and there's new words that you've never heard of and it's very easy to kind of be like, oh, that's too much like hard work. I'm not going to try and change that. So I think the reason that it's, especially at this time, I think there's obviously, there's like all these different pandemics kind of going on. You've got obviously COVID-19, most predominant one, but you've also got this whole new mental health pandemic, which is just going crazy, which I've spoken a lot on, which we don't really need to go do here. But um, that's one side of it is, you know, all these people are kind of at home on their own and, you know, not knowing how to deal with that as, as one thing and also lots of other crazy struggles. But also you have the environmental side, which I also still think as much as there's lots of people being like, oh, this must be great for the environment because we're not doing as much of this, we're not doing as much as that. I feel like people don't really understand the implications that it was ha- that we were having before you know people mm-hmm. are like oh mental health this is really this is a really important time for this and this is which don't get me wrong it's really really important and it's something i'm very very passionate about as well but there also needs to be another window opened a little bit wider for the you know for the environmental change that hopefully everyone will make after this no we should totally go there though laura because um you know when this crisis first kind of reared its ugly head i really personally struggled because i personally don't think there's anything more important than the environmental crisis because and people are going to hate me for saying this but you know trying to address like health issues on a planet that we can't survive on because we can't breathe the air and we can't drink the water to me that, you know, and yes, the two are absolutely interdependent and linked and there absolutely is not one before the other, but that to me has always been my greatest priority and mm-hmm. I play that role, right? And there's a yeah. whole lot of people that play a different role, but my mental health at this time has been like super frustration. I One of the reasons I love you so much is because you do recognize the power 
but you have with your community and people do put that trust in you to read that website and come back to them and say, yes, no, I actually really do trust this brand or I really do trust this product and, and people really come to you for that trust. And ironically, I get a lot of people like you messaging me saying, hey, Emma, can I trust this? Is this a good product? Is this a good material? For sure. And I think I, I put a pressure on myself sometimes to make sure that I have exactly the right information and all these, you know, facts that you see flying around I have to also on the other side be very careful about what I put out there to make sure that I'm not putting wrong information and actually in the end harming the environment even more than I I, I would be doing normally but um I think as long as you read things through properly and you're not just kind of taking it because you want to read that and you want it to be true kind of scary isn't it I mean I really hope coming out the back of this that what you say there's more people like you asking those questions and I never like you I think it, it's crazy because you see these people kind of, it's clueless. It's, it's just not knowing. It's a lack of knowledge. And I always say that, like the lack of knowledge in people and even people, you know, with big audiences like myself, that's what makes me the most upset about the fast fashion altogether. Because wear whatever you want, you know, honestly, like I'm not the one to tell you. If you, you know, it, it's cheaper. Some people, they say they can't afford to have a new dress every weekend because this one on these sites is you know, five pounds rather than spending maybe 50 pounds. And, you know, we are sadly living in this age where people do want a new dress every week and I do hope it changes. And that's one of my really, really, really big um, steps this year is to wear more of the same outfits more times because especially I think being a, I say in brackets, celebrity, because I don't really see myself as a celebrity, um, people care about what you wear. And if you are seen wearing the same thing twice, Somebody will call you out on it and it'll be one person on the Daily Mail, which who cares anyway? Um, So that's a big step for me this year, which I spoke to my manager about, is recycling my own outfits. I can't even imagine what that must be like. And especially coming from the surfing environment where you're barely out of a bikini. It must be so stressful to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this time is great for me because I've gone back to like, no, I'm going to do my nails. I've not brushed my hair in weeks. We're good. This is a good time for me. (laughs) I feel like you should definitely really embrace that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, I think I, I just hope that we, we are moving in the right direction and, you know, I've, I'm not at home with my parents, I'm at my boyfriend's house, but I've had one suitcase for the last, what are we now, probably four weeks in, as long as I've got a workout outfit and I've got my, you know, sweatpants for the evening, there's not really much else that I need right now. And I actually was really surprised that our business was doing quite okay through this because I genuinely thought that people would retract and actually not do that online shopping thing. And that goes to show how little I know about the world. But then I realized, and I've had a few conversations with people that this is making people really embrace their own health again and really prioritize their own health and well-being. And I think a lot of people really want to embrace better solutions for improving their immunity and their physical issues so if they've got bad knees or bad back or whatever a lot of people are trying to use the time now to fix mm-hmm. those problems and as you know the vivo barefoot um, shoe is fundamentally about you know really getting that natural body position back and really getting back and kind of mm-hmm. connecting with nature and um, we've just recently launched a new business strategy which is really focused around regeneration so businesses in the past have been all about growing their footprint and just doing a little less bad to the environment and to the world. And I'd be really interested to hear from you how you feel like the best way is to 
get that message out there because as you say, like a lot of people just don't know where to go for that information. And we're constantly told, don't give too much information. You're bombarding it. Just make it really simple. Put that sustainable label on a product and they'll believe it. And that, you know, that doesn't seem right anymore. It feels like we need a new solution. I think there's so many brands that I, it was a collaboration with some, with a um, influencer and it was saying how their whole brand was now going to be sustainable because they made, made, made one range out of plastic bottles. Because for me, you know, I think a lot of people, I got sent it by, by um, somebody that followed me. And I think a lot of people thought that my reaction would be like, this is incredible. This is so, so great. But then I think it's so easy to see pictures of plastic bottles and then this really cute new pink flowery dress that you're going to be able to wear maybe once this summer because it will break by the second time you've worn it. But actually, uh, it isn't as sustainable and fantastic for the environment as it looks, but they've just gone and bought some extra bottles and melted them down and maybe made a button out of it. Oh, but, um, <laughs> I honestly it's just so enough. easy for them to show, this is what we're doing and yeah. we're so great. And I think it's called gaslighting. And you see this image of like perfection and like, great, I'm going to buy this. And it's still the same price. And I think just having the knowledge there, but you still have to have the stats. You still have to have the information that people want to see if they care about the environment and if they do care. about. But also you have to have the information there for the people that maybe don't have that knowledge yet. And, you know, if you have like a special logo that, you know, a lot of people won't really know what the logo is unless they've seen it before or read up about it. You know, I think you do have to have that information of where it's come from, why it's good, why this is a better product to buy than maybe another one, because people just don't know the imperfections that it's um, having actually on the planet to buy the other product. So yeah. um, I think, you, yeah, you have got to have quite a lot of information on there. You've kind of got to flood people with it until they listen, I think. And we just have to find those better ways of in, engaging with people, right? Like I'm, I'm hopeful that by podcasting these conversations, we can create a more digestible and, and dare I say it, sexy way of having an information flow out and hopefully back in. We've had huge issues recently about stock and and about products not being in stock. Um, But we don't want to over-order because then we have too many products and we create a huge amount of waste. So we want to have that conversation with people and say the reason it's not available is because we don't just order hundreds and thousands of products and and leave them in a warehouse. We're Mm -hmm. trying to be more agile. We're trying to be more responsive without creating waste. And, you know, we're working now on a a product take-back scheme where we can refurbish and repair our products so not one Vivo Barefoot product will go to waste. Um, But those things, they take time, right? Well, Vivo are great for that because I think you've always stayed really, really true to um, what you believe in, which I know firsthand coming out of um, Love Island. It's hard when you've got people kind of throwing these big like figures of numbers at you and you're like, oh God, this is the money we could be making. But no, I've got to stay true to me and just hope that in the end that's, you know, worthwhile and that I'm going to reap the benefits from that, whether it's financially or like morally. But um, I think Vivo have always been like very true to that. So Oh my God, this is Stick super. with it, guys. We've got <laughs> this. <laughs> On that happy note, thanks so much for joining us. It's been such a huge pleasure. Um, if people want to find out more about you and, and what you do and what you're working on, where can they go? Best bet is Instagram. My handle is Laura Lou Crane. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Bye. Well, that's it for today. 
If you manage to get the entire way through this podcast without getting really annoyed by my bloody Australian accent, you deserve an award. For more information and to listen to the other episodes, go to vivobarefoot.com. See you later.